Hey everybody, welcome back to the She Says Podcast. I am your host, Kendra, and I am back with episode three, and I am ready to get into what uh, what this episode is all about. So, as y'all already know, Mother's Day just passed about a week ago. Well, it was a week ago yesterday. And um, oftentimes that holiday is bittersweet for me because um, I lost my mother at a young age, but I am also a mother, so I enjoy it. Um, and I, it, is, it is a time for me to really be thankful for what I have and who I have in my life. Um, but oftentimes, holidays, and particularly Mother's Day, um, causes me to do a lot of self-reflection. And I'm already a relatively introspective person, um, but, you know, the degree to which I am um, sort of varies, and it intensifies or it uh, deepens around certain times of the year and Mother's Day is one of those days, one of those times. And so anyway, during this time of reflection, um, first off, before I even get into it, Happy Mother's Day to uh, anyone who is listening to this who is a mother. Um, Happy Mother's Day to anyone who wants to be um hasn't yet had the opportunity to be my heart is with anyone who um, may have had a miscarriage or is having difficulty getting pregnant Um, I I know that Mother's Day is not always a happy time for everyone and like I said it's not always sweet for me sometimes it's bitter as well so I definitely understand Um, just know that my thoughts are with you all um, it's already passed, so maybe you're you're through that through that um, that mental space and, and into another one. But I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there. But anyway, during this time of reflection, um, I started to think about Who I am past being a mother, beyond motherhood, beyond wifehood. Um, those are two major titles that um, that I take very seriously. But before I became a wife and before I became a mother, I was I was Kendra. So um, over the last couple of years, um, I have gone through somewhat of a rediscovery of who I am and. Um, I did some more reflecting on that this past uh, Mother's Day. Through that reflection, I reacquainted myself with some talents that I have and um, became more aware through this quarantine and not, you know, so not just this Mother's Day, but just throughout this quarantine. Um, and like I said, throughout the last couple of years, I've become more aware of the talents uh, within myself and the, also, you know, the people around me as well. 
but um you know i i found myself writing down a lot of ideas that i have and this you know these ideas they aren't really things that i didn't know about like i said it's somewhat of a rediscovery but um when I looked back and thought about all of the ideas that had just, you know, been springing forth out of my mind and out of my mouth, I was just like, this is a lot. <laughs> you know, this is a lot. And it was somewhat overwhelming. At first, it was exciting, like, oh, man, well, I have this idea and this idea and this idea, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this. But then um, after some time, all of which I believe, you know, all of these ideas, um, I believe that I would be successful in. um, But none of them are small, you know, or simple. All of them require a great deal of um, forethought and effort and time and patience and um, diligence and commitment and uh, uh, they are definitely not tiny endeavors and so then I began to get overwhelmed I began to feel a little overwhelmed I was like okay so I, I wonder you know are these ideas things that you want to um, put together into one thing Lord or are these Um, several different things that you want me to um, to just begin to um, explore and 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 at some point launch like what is going on here because this is a lot and I can't imagine myself doing all of these things um, separately um, because it would be hard enough to do them you know all together but you know envisioning myself doing all of these different things separately was just a lot right so um little thoughts of I don't know if if I'm built for all of this um seeds of doubt and 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 thoughts of fear started to try to to um creep in and I cast them down and I said, you know, um, God knows what he wants me to do, how he wants me to do it, when he wants me to do it. And um, he knows the beginning from the end. So I will just continue to trust him in this process and move when he tells me to move and be still when he tells me to be still. Neither of which are easy, but God God is faithful and he's helping me in those areas as well. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about those thoughts uh, that I said were coming because I'm pretty sure that every single one of us has dealt with um, thoughts that um, are doubtful or fearful. Um, And so I wanted to get into that a little bit. So um, last episode, we talked about uh, the underdog and how I feel as though this is a season for them and how I consider myself one of them um, and how, just how much I love an underdog story so if you d- 
did not hear that episode, please go back and listen to that one. It's called Comeback Kid. And then also, you know, the first episode is called Uncertainty. So if this is the first episode you've come across, go ahead and and go back and listen to the first two. Uh, They kind of provide a nice segue into where we are now. But um, like I said, we were talking about David um, out of the Bible, and we are going to talk about him a little more today. Um, So the scripture I'm going to come from right now, one of the scriptures, I have a few here. um, And so if you want to get out a pen and paper or a tablet or your phone or whatever, or if your memory is just that top notch, just listen closely and um, just write down whatever nuggets God gives you. And um, like this, the good thing about podcasts is that they are previously recorded. So you can always rewind, pause, come back to it later. But just bear with me because I'm not entirely sure how long this episode is going to be. Um, because like I said, I've been doing a lot of reading and self-reflection. So let's get into it. Um, the first scripture I'm going to be reading is 1st Samuel chapter 17 uh, verses 43 and 44. So it goes like this with his pouch of stones. This is David, which is with his pouch of stones, sling and staff. David approached the Philistine upon seeing David. Goliath despised him and responded, saying, am I a dog? that you come at me with sticks and the Philistine cursed David by his gods come here he said and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field all right so I'm going to just share with you something that um, I got from that so when I read that I was like okay so even after hearing all of that David continues to go forth, okay? So, at this point, many of us would have turned back, right? Like, all right, now, you're going to give me, you're going to do what? Feed me to whom? Okay, no. Somebody go go ahead and take care of that for me. Um, But a lot of, like I said, a lot of us at that point will um, feel the urge to turn back um when we are in a position or at a point in our lives where we feel as though God is calling us to step forth boldly under the conviction of the Holy Spirit um that is when the enemy accuses and uh curses us and tells us that our defeat is inevitable right so we hear the voice of the enemy in David's situation that voice was Goliath in our situation that voice could very well be as close to us as our thoughts doesn't necessarily have to be anyone on the outside telling us we can't do it it can be just as uh, it can be right in our our own minds right so anytime we're on the cusp of um embarking on something great or like this episode is entitled any time that we are close to uh, stepping out into uncharted territory um, 
right before we are about to do so, I can guarantee you we are going to hear a voice of um, doubt, a voice of fear, um, maybe a voice that wants to shout out our past failures, um, just the voice of the enemy in whatever way he wants to come at you is what we are going to hear when we are about to step out in faith in something. So like I was telling you, I have I had all these ideas, all these things I was wanting to do, writing down that I was give, God was giving me. And like I told you, I began to feel a little overwhelmed and um, I began to feel a little anxious. OK, and like I said, thoughts of doubt and fear about whether or not I would be able to to even um go forth in in one of these things let alone all of them started to creep in and so I was remembering uh, I was remembering that you know and like I said up until now you know you all may have felt that you should step out in obedience to what God has called you to do you know maybe you've been stirred Something's been stirred up inside of you, or maybe you have even identified your calling. And, you know, I'm telling you, it's almost certain. It is almost certain that when you begin to take those steps forward toward what you have been called to do, you will hear a taunting voice of defeat. You know, that voice will make you feel small or weak or vulnerable. And in that and in that moment, the conviction that you had from the Holy Spirit to do what He wants you to go out and do will start to drown in that sea of doubt. And I know that at this point, I believe that at this point, we have to hold on to the voice of truth. One thing I want to point out about. Um, that scripture that I already talked on, spoke on a little bit was just about the timing of it all, the timing of the attack, the timing of the words uh, of Goliath to David. Um, you know, it, it's been, there are other examples in the Bible about when the people of God are near something great, are close to receiving something great, are close to the promised land, which is what I'm going to get into now, where um, we are faced with the decision to either continue to step out in faith and remember all of the things that he's done for us and how faithful he has been to us up until this point and remind ourselves about what the word says about us, what it says about our God and and um, and how we are already victorious. We have the choice to, to focus on that or we have um, the choice to, you know, cower in defeat to the little seeds of doubt that or the thoughts of fear or the thoughts of anxiety that come to try to get us to stop moving forward. An example of that is um, 
is Israel. You know, just before they were about to, the people of Israel were about to inherit the promised land. Twelve men were selected as spies to go out to the land and, and bring back a report. So ten of the twelve saw the giants and their faith left them. Right? And so they all came back. The ten of them came back with a negative report. And they scared the entire nation. And that's that's a that's a whole nother word, how how the word of a few can can distract and defeat um, a group of entire, like an entire nation of people, an entire group of people. And, um, but we won't get into that. Uh, but it was at that moment that God, who had performed all these countless miracles, you know, delivering them from Egypt and you know, parting the Red Sea, just literally providing an awesome way of escape for them and swallowed their enemies up in an entire sea. All of those things that he had done, the manna from heaven, you know, all of these miracles that he had done had become smaller than the giants that they had just heard about from those those 10 spies so like I said notice the timing they were on the brink of taking possession of the promised land when the voice of doubt came that's how the enemy works just when we begin to step out into what God has for us there's another voice that comes and brings fear all of the 12 scouts all of the 12 spies saw the giants Right, All of them heard the voice of doubt, but two refused to listen. They held on to what God had said. They held on to what they had seen him do. They held on to the fact that God was much bigger than the problem that they saw. And those two spies were Joshua and Caleb. They were the only two out of those 12 spies that returned to Moses with a positive report. They saw the same giants, but they chose to focus their report on the good things of the land and how they could indeed take it as their promised possession. But like I said, nevertheless, there was power in that negative report, those negative reports from the from the t- other 10 spies. Um, and, and if you go back and read it, when Joshua and Caleb came back with their positive reports, the other 10, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the other the other 10 spies were on attack. They were literally going after Joshua and Caleb when they tried to speak the truth. And that's something I'm going to go back and continue reading because there, there's, there's, there's something good in there, too. You know, so they forgot just based off the word of a few, they forgot the God who had part of the Red Sea, who had destroyed the Egyptians without a fight 
on their end. All that revelation fell away at that negative report. Those 10 spies came back and they said, no, man, like the the land we saw, the land that we see over there, we explored it and it devours those living in it. All the people we saw were of great size. You know, they were big. We seemed like little grasshoppers compared to them. And that comparison, that'll rob you of a lot in life as well. Like I said, we won't get into that right this second. Um, But just go back to Numbers, um, like chapter 13, if I'm not mistaken. Numbers chapter 13 and read about it. You know, with that seed of doubt, that seed of doubt planted firmly inside the minds of the uh, of the people of Israel or the Israelites. And they didn't go forth. Just when they were about to step to fight and receive their inheritance, the people allowed the enemy's voice to speak louder than the voice of the Lord. And so, as a result, the Israelites wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. And God had it be that way so that the unbelieving generation passed away. That is a word, y'all. When that happens with us, when we choose to... When we choose to not act in faith, and to cower at the word of a tiny enemy, we may have to wait a lot longer than originally necessary until the unbelieving parts of us fall away, pass away, die. And until those parts of us pass away, we will continue waiting, just like the people of Israel. So they wandered for 40 years in that wilderness until the unbelieving generation passed away, with the exception, of course, of Joshua and Caleb. So one of the questions I have for y'all, I want you all to ponder, is how often have you, just like me, have oft, how often have the words and promises of God been stolen by doubt and fear in our lives? Because I, like I told you, like I shared with you um, transparently, that well, the enemy came to me with that when I was just getting flooded with all of these ideas. I was like, I am just one person. Now, obviously, if I when not if, but when I step out in faith and, and begin to do the things that God has and called me to do, of course, he will. I trust him. He knows who I'm going to need around me, when I'm going to need them. I know they're going to be people of integrity. I won't go into uh, detail on that, but I what what one thing I did say to myself and remind myself of is the fact that um, I'm not going to be the one that's doing it. Sure, he'll be using me, but this is God. This is this all of these things, all of these ideas, they're going to be carried out by God. You know, not just me. I'm not alone. And, I, and, and and it's not based off of me, what I can do. The only thing I have to do is really make myself available 
and yield myself to his spirit and then he'll take care of the rest as long as I'm obedient right and so I just think that's so good you know I think it's so good for us to you know take that seriously just how just how quickly we can lose what we were so close to receiving by just the thought and so I was reading a little um, I I don't have the book but I I read a little excerpt from it and um, it is a book called uh, The Pilgrim's Progress and um, the little excerpt that I read from it was um, about this man named Christian he was he had reached the top of this hill y'all and two men were running towards him well running the opposite direction uh, towards him and he was you know while he was walking and uh, the two men called his attention and so he stopped he's like hey man what what y- y'all aren't y'all running the wrong way where y'all where y'all going and so one of the men answered him and you know they said we yeah no we are but yeah we what we found out as we went forward is that the further we go the more danger we meet with so we decided to turn around and are going back again so what they told him was that the other man, well, the other man started talking and he said, if I remember correctly, he was talking about how as they continued to move forward, they came across a couple of lions that were in the way. Um, and so they didn't, they told him that the other man told Christian that, oh, I don't know if they were sleeping or if they were awake. I don't know. We didn't hang around long enough to find out. We could not think. Um, so we we just didn't want to get any closer because we felt as though we, if we got any closer, they would, you know, pull us apart and, you know, just attack us and, and, and we'd just be gone. So at that point, you know, Christian had a decision to make. He had a decision to make. Um, and he had to decide whether or not he should go on, continue to go on in that journey, or to turn back like those two men that had turned back before him. And what was awesome about this little excerpt is that um, Christian realized that if he had turned away, that would also bring him destruction. I think what's so profound about that is that as we are moving forward into the things that God has for us to do, when we get to the point where we're about to take a, a big step of in, in, in faith, a big step in faith or of faith uh, through obedience, when those thoughts come and we decide to not go forth anymore, we have decided to lie down in defeat and that's a place of destruction as well so say say you did step forth 
um, and, and, and go forth in faith and say you ran into some obstacles, which you will. Life is life. It's just built that way. And you um, run into some some issues. That, uh, you have to face some battles, some attacks, and and, uh, and and you're taking the risk of of failing. Say you do that, and 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 some of them you have some setbacks, and you know you you fail, and I won't say fail, but you you. Uh, you learn some valuable lessons along the way. Um, that situation is better than just staying behind and not doing anything. Like, yes, if you go forward in faith, there is a possibility that you um, could, you know, end up in a place of destruction. But if you choose to... What I'm trying, I won't say there is a possibility because if, if this is a place that God is calling you into, He is going to keep you from those things. You, you, you are going to be safe. You will always be in His hand. What I'm saying is that there are there are real real uh, things out there that you will have to overcome and continue to overcome. You know, higher and higher and higher. Um, but. The ultimate destruction, like I said, is just staying behind and not doing anything. That's that's the true destruction that, that you risk facing when you don't move forward. So anyway, this character Christian, he started to experience even bigger fear than he had before. Um, when he encountered the man, as, as it started to get dark... You know, because lions, they tend to hunt at night. Their prey is much more vulnerable then. And so when those men planted that seed of doubt and fear, all the other negatives were multiplied or magnified. That's the correct word. All those other negatives were magnified. So, you know, whatever fears or concerns Christian might have had in the beginning once he ran into those men all those fears you know they magnified anyway moving forward Christian continued to go on his journey and then he stopped once he came to the lions which he found right before he reached his lodge of safety and security once again, in this in this little excerpt from this book, Christian, the character Christian was really close to getting to his first destination, um, his lodge of safety and security. But right before he saw the lions, there were two of them, the same ones that the, that the two men running away were telling him about. Here's the kicker, though. The lions were chained, but Christian did not see the chains. So he was afraid and thought to himself, man, maybe I should go back, too. You know, for he thought that if he continued to go forward, surely death would come upon him because, 
Like I said, he didn't know those lines were changed. All he saw from his limited vision, limited point of view, all he saw were two lions that were ready to devour him. So the person who saw Christian, the person there was a person at the lodge that Christian was trying to get to, and he saw Christian. And his name in the little excerpt was Watchful. That's powerful by itself. So Watchful saw Christian stop moving forward. And he knew that because he stopped it, he was thinking about going back. So before he turned back, Watchful cried out to him. And he said, Is your strength so small? Don't fear, for the lions are chained and are placed there for a trial of faith. Keep the path. No hurt will come upon you. There's something super powerful about that. Watchful. I mean... I think it's awesome when you when God places people in your life um, that that are in tune with the Holy Spirit and can and can watch you when you're not aware, and then when they see you slipping or thinking about retreating. They can say, hey, you know, hold on, sis, or hold on, bro. Like, it's cool. We already know that they're defeated. They're, they've already been chained up. Keep going. God's got you. Don't let whatever thoughts of doubt and fear get in your way. Go forth. You all right. You all right. So watchful. I mean, that whole little excerpt. That whole little excerpt was just really, really beautiful to me because um, it just was full of nuggets. Right? We can draw so many lessons from that little, that little scene. You know, like I said, Christian was very close to lodging. He was very close to rest, and then the negative report came. So when he, that, you know, when he heard that negative report, it established a foothold in Christian's mind. Just like uh, any, any of those thoughts that we have before we step forward, if we allow them to stay there, they will establish a foothold in our mind. And then once that happens, we fall prey to beginning to listen to a different voice a voice that is different from the true reality of a situation. Right? And the reality in Christian situation is that those lions were already, they, they were chained. They were actually chained and they were put there for a test of faith. If we choose to remember in our minds that the enemies that we have met in the past, the enemies we have presently, the giants we face presently, the giants that we 
um, will face in the future. If we keep in the forefront of our mind that they are already defeated, when we run into them, we will continue to, to go forth in faith. But if we become distracted by a thought in our mind or by the word of somebody else's mouth, a word of negativity, um, a word of doubt, a seed of doubt or fear, uh, or someone just even simply questioning what it is that God has told you, um, then we will, we risk the chance of quickly forgetting that all of that's already taken care of and that all of those enemies have already been defeated. They're already chained up. They have no power. So if we have a true revelation of God in our lives, we will become the Joshua's and Caleb's who are aware of the giants but do not see any work that comes against the Lord. As being successful, they see any any work that comes against the Lord as already defeated. That's what we'll be. We'll be the Joshua's and the Caleb's. We'll see those things as already defeated. The lion's Christian face had already been defeated, but he only knew that when he listened to the voice of truth, somebody who had already been there, somebody who had already seen it. Like I said, God knows the beginning from the end. He knows what's before us before we get there. And if we focus on his voice of truth and the word of God, and we shut our ears to the words of the enemy, we can proceed in faith. So I just think that's just so awesome, you know. And I just wanted to share that with you all. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I've run over my time at this point. I don't even really care because um, God has really just been so good. And, um, you know, it's just been such a time for me of self-reflection and, and growth and maturity um, and I just want to encourage you all that uh, you know we as children of the king we we have the victory you know and we can have victory daily you know we need to stop seeing the negatives and put our faith in God who can only ever be victorious. And we have to remind ourselves that we serve a God whose crown of thorns always becomes a crown of eternal life. And so I just, you know, one of the things I do, though, just this, this is a practical nugget, I try my best to avoid negative discussions. So let me clarify. You... Not everything you talk about is going to be good, you know, or not everything you have to address. Let me put it to you that way. Not everything that you're going to have to address within yourself or within the people around you is going to be good. 
What I mean by negative discussions is I mean discussions where you're talking with someone and they're talking about how bad um, things are and how they can't, you know, it's so much going on and all of the things that are going on makes it darn near impossible for you to do this and you to do that. I avoid conversations like that. You know, I I avoid conversations that are not edifying. That are not edifying. That, um, or, or if or if that person is around me and they are speaking that way, I cancel those negative things out. So if they're saying something negative, I follow it up with something positive. That's not going to take root in my mind. You know what I'm saying? If it is not helpful to me, edifying to me, then I don't take it. I don't receive it. It's not helpful to sit around and talk about how big the giant is. You know, the more we talk this way, the further we get away from the reality that God is victorious. It is easy to speak death over things and be negative, especially when circumstances like, you know, whatever, you know, you might be going through with a quarantine. It's easy to to speak death over things and be negative when, when circumstances justify it. But but there is truth in the scripture um, that the tongue has a power of life and death. Proverbs 18 verse 21. This applies to both the words that we speak and the words that we hear. You know, when things are told to us that only produce fear or negative feelings, we need to judge the fruit of the tree immediately and cut it down. Pull it up from the root like it was with David. David, just like Joshua and Caleb, you know, they were not intimidated by the size of the giant or by his curses and accusations. Their faith was not in their own ability. It was in the Lord. Their faith was in the Lord. So I'm I'm about to wrap it up, y'all. Just 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 stick with me for a few more minutes. Just stick with me for a few more minutes. So I came to y'all in the beginning of this podcast and I talked about how Goliath went after David with his words, right? Well, in the next two verses after that, so here we are again back in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 45 and 46. Listen to how David responded. Y'all, y'all get ready, y'all. Listen to how he responded. He said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Let me stop right there. That right there is pure, unadulterated confidence in God. Period. Pure faith. So then he goes on to say, this day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Pause. Listen, what did David have with him when he went to fight Goliath? He had five stones and a sling, correct? So my question then is how was he going to cut off Goliath's head? He didn't wear Saul's armor. 
He didn't take anybody else's armor. His brothers, he, he had what he had. The stones in his sling. Was he going to use his, his stone to cut his head off? No, that's not going to work. Especially, it's not going to work on a regular person. So, it certainly wasn't going to work on a giant. So, I began to think, I'm like, so how David going to cut his daggone head off? And all he got is these stones, right? Let's keep going. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. Okay, so back to how he said he was going to cut off his head, y'all. Listen, after hearing Goliath's threat, David immediately and boldly calls forth his victory in God. Speak life to your situation, to your circumstance, to the things that God has called you to. I think it's amazing to notice that in this passage, David tells Goliath that he's going to cut off his head. If he didn't have anything to cut off his head with, and he he... That means that he used, and my, this is what I'm thinking. He ran after he used his sling and he uh, brought Goliath down to the ground. He, David, used Goliath's sword and cut off his head with his own sword. Listen, God will use what was meant for evil for your good. He will use what the enemy is trying to use against you. He will use it for you to defeat him. And he said that before he threw his his stone, before he he slung his his little slingshot. David already knew. You know, he not only saw the victory over the giant, but he also claimed the weapons of that giant for his own use. I just I don't think I understand how I listen. That did something to me. David laid claim to the very thing um, that that the enemy was using or was planning to use against him. He used it for the purposes of his own victory, well, the Lord's victory, you know what I'm saying. So listen, after that, in verse 51, it says that David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. Okay, so mind you, I told you that. See, I, I went back and, and I read those scriptures. And so somehow, I mean, I remembered, I remembered that he cut off his head. Right? 
but I, I remember I, I forgot the small detail that's why it's important that's why his word is inexhaustible because you can go back and read something and, and, and get something else out of it I knew that he had already I knew that he had defeated Goliath I knew that he had you know taken him down with something that the wise men at the time would have considered foolish because that's just how God is. He will use the foolish things to confound the wise. He's just awesome that way. Um, I knew all that. I knew that he had cut his head off. But I, you know, it had been a minute since I had read the story, so I had forgotten that that he used his own enemy's sword on on the enemy. I knew he cut it off. I, yeah, I Y'all, come on. It's just it's just awesome how God works and how he, just how he is with us. You know, so that's why I said, you know, he, David knew, Joshua and Caleb knew, and it is up to us to know as well. God will use all things for the good of those who love him. Romans 8, 28. Even in the worst situations, he can bring about something good. Of course, this is easier said than done. You know, it can be easy to profess faith in overcoming giants, but it's a different story when the real giant shows up with a real sword and is saying all this crap. But God is still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So, you know, regardless of the situation, whether it's job loss or a negative health report, whatever the situation is, just maybe issues going on in relationships, romantic or platonic, maybe parental Um have some you know whether it's with your kids I who knows you know maybe you haven't lost your job maybe it's just issues within the job itself whatever circumstances you know sometimes we can only see the sword and with that being said my challenge for you and for me is to take each situation and ask God how he wants us to grow. You know, how he wants to grow us. And to see that he may have a good purpose for us. Or that he does have a good purpose for us through it. Through what we see. When things are at their worst, God is still faithful. Will we see it that way? I challenge us to see it that way. Can the sword that is threatening us be used for our good? I challenge us to see it that way. Because if it can, then we can certainly declare in truth that no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. Isaiah 54, verse 17. There are times we need to stop looking at the way the enemy is attacking us. Yes, we go through trials, but we need to remember that God is allowing the trials to happen. God saw Goliath. He he saw the lions. 
he saw the bear. But the way God saw them, he knew that they were already in chains and defeated. And we have to view it from that same perspective. Sometimes we give too much credit to the accuser without realizing that God wants to bring us to victory. And the very thing that is attacking us will be used to make us stronger. If God is our focus, then the weapon used against us is what God will use to propel us into victory. And if we truly believe this, it will change the way we look at the challenges in our life. Believe in the voice of truth, the voice of victory. We will be more than enough, more than conquerors to quiet the accusations, the fears, the seeds of doubt and fear, the reminders of past failures. We will be bold enough if we are believing and and listening to the voice of truth to quiet all of those thoughts and cast them all out. And it will allow us to see beyond the attack and into the victory that God has called us to. So y'all, I just ask that y'all join me. Just, you know, I'm just inviting you all to think of things from a different perspective. Join me as I'm stepping out. This podcast is one of the ways I'm doing so. I'm stepping out. I will have similar thoughts like I did over Mother's Day weekend and throughout these, you know, that whole week. And, and you know, even somewhat the week before. I'm going to have those thoughts, but I'm going to cast them down. And you can and will too. Because we now know, just like we knew before, we are now reminded again of the fact that these attacks are coming, and these lies are coming, and these giants are coming, but they are already defeated. And the fact that I know that, and you know that, can put us in the go forth in faith mindset I know that that's where it has put me and I pray the same for you God is bigger always has been always will be so you and I together will both shut down those doubtful fearful unbelieving accusatory past failure reminding thoughts and we will walk boldly into our destinies together thank y'all for listening I hope you enjoyed this recording. This is like the longest episode I've done so far. If you've made it to this point, hey, I appreciate you. You really didn't have to. So I hope that you were blessed by it. All from God, nothing from me. Look forward to talking with y'all again on episode four. Peace.